Just Cheesy the Podcast, presented by Just Cheesy Productions. Hi there, I'm your host, Bondu, and this week we're celebrating National Cheese Day. Another special day for me. That's right, National Cheese Day. We're going to find out the most popular cheese. Me, of course. We're going to learn about how cheese is made. Ooh, sounds fun. We're going to learn how to make cheese at home. At home. And of course, we tell a very cheesy joke. Yay, joke. Stay tuned for Season 2, Episode 3 of Just Cheesy, the podcast. So cheesy, did you know that June 4th was National Cheese Day? What? We missed my special day? Not really. Yesterday was National Cheese Day, and of course I ate cheese. Whatever. We discussed cheese back in episode two, and we discovered that it's been around for thousands of years. Oh yeah, that's right. We learned that cheese was most likely discovered on accident. Oh, that's right, that's right. It's believed that early humans stored and transported their milk in animal bladders. Animal bladders. And that the bacteria in the animal bladders would encourage curdling, and that curdled milk would become cheese. Yum. We learned about the early written evidence of cheese? We did. It was in the Sumerian cuneiform text of the third dynasty of Ur. <laughs> I remember Ur. And the earliest archaeological evidence for making cheese was in Egypt about 5,000 years ago. 5,000 years. There was evidence of cheese in an Egyptian tomb in 2900 BC. A tomb? Greek mythology credits er- <laughs> Here we go. Aristasius with the discovery of cheese. Homer's Odyssey of the late 8th century BC describes the Cyclops producing cheese. Cyclops? Epicurus is known to have cheese. Okay. Cheddar was recorded the first time in 1100. 1100? Parmesan in 1597. 1597? Gouda in 1697 and Camembert in 1791. Wow. And modern American cheese began in the 1910s. So cheese has had quite a long history. Wow. But I don't think we've ever talked about how cheese is made. Not really. Uh, According to usdairy.com, Cheese, of course, starts with milk. Of course. Now, in this article, they talk about milk being pasteurized, and there are certainly other methods that include raw milk, but in this particular article, we're talking about pasteurized milk. Okay. So they say the milk is pasteurized, and then at that point, good bacteria or starter cultures are added to the milk. On a website called (laughs) getculture.com, they talk about two main groups of bacteria or cheese cultures, and they are called mesophilic and thermophilic. Nice. And they seem to indicate that the biggest difference is that mesophilic bacteria grows best at lower temperatures than thermophilic bacteria. Okay. Mesophilic is usually used for American style and specialty cheeses like cheddar and brie. Yummy. So after the culture is added, a few other ingredients are added, including rennet and things like annatto for color. Wait, what's rennet? Rennet is a complex set of enzymes produced in the stomachs of ruminant mammals. What's ruminant? I had no idea, so I had to go to Wikipedia to find out. Makes sense. I think this one is a tongue twister. Oh boy, here we go. Ruminants are hooved, herbivorous, grazing, or browsing mammals. That's a mouthful. And I guess they have a specialized stomach that they use prior to digestion. Really? And uh, they have a digestive system where they use something called a foregut. <laughs> Or foregut fermentation. And this requires fermented ingesta, which is known as cud, Cud. to be regurgitated and chewed again. 
smell. And the process of re-chewing the cud <sighs> breaks down the plant matter and stimulates digestion, and that's called rumination. <laughs> Okay. So long story short, they take the enzymes of those ruminant mammals and use it as an ingredient in cheese. That's so much. It curdles the casein in the milk. Yeah. And that basically causes the milk to gel, gel? before the solids separate from the whey. <laughs> no way. And whey is simply the liquid that remains after milk has been curdled and strained. No way. Once the cheese starts to gel, the cheesemakers cut it. Cut it. And that allows the whey to escape. They cut the cheese? And once the curd is separated from the way completely it's time to make the cheese look like cheese cheese not a sponsor but if they were their ad would go right here according to nationaltoday.com the most popular type of cheese is mozzarella really why because of pizza i had no clue nope i would have thought cheddar yeah according to trapperspizza.com mozzarella is in the pasta filata family that's a filata pasta pasta filata means spun paste spun and paste. that refers to the method of kneading and pulling that's used in order to make mozzarella huh. they say mozzarella was first developed in southern italy as far back as the first century a.d wow they say it was made by accident of course. when a few curds fell into some hot water hmm. there's another story from the third century AD where monks were handing out matzah with bread. Wow. But in either case, it wasn't until the invention of refrigeration that mozzarella left Italy. Who knew? Not me, that's for sure. Right. According to this article, mozzarella is one of the more healthy cheeses. Ooh. It's low in sodium, calories, and it contains probiotics. Wow. And they also talk about a DOP label. What's a DOP label? DOP label stands for Protected Designation of Origin. Okay. This is meant to differentiate high-quality Italian products right. and the region of origin. Okay. So some mozzarella cheese may have a DOP label, which means it was made in southern Italy. Interesting. Do you know what kind of cheese is not made in Italy? Cheddar, brie, American. <gasps> I, I meant the kind you make at home. Oh, ha, 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 ha. Anyway, ha, ha, ha. according to the spruceeats.com, they say you can make cheese at home with patience and three ingredients. Three ingredients? Yep, just three. They indicate that it could be used as an alternative for ricotta or mascarpone cheeses. Ooh, yeah. And you can add additional ingredients like pepper, pepper and cayenne or cumin. And you would use it like you would cream cheese or goat cheese. Yummy. So they say you have to have some cheesecloth or I've read on a couple of other articles where you could have a good clean t-shirt. T-shirt. And you want some good quality milk. Yeah. They suggest whole pasteurized. You can use 2%, but it, I guess, is thinner and has less flavor. Oh. The ingredients on this list are a half gallon of pasteurized whole milk, milk. one quarter cup white vinegar, vinegar, three tablespoons finely chopped fresh dill or chives, chives. and they say optional, and one teaspoon of kosher salt. Uh, that's four items. Yeah, I'm assuming that's why they said optional, but I agree. They have four ingredients on their three ingredient cheese. Right. You bring the milk to a boil. Okay. You stir it occasionally. Yep. You keep the heat at medium or medium low. Okay. Because you don't want to scorch the milk. Oh, right. When you see bubbles, but it's not at a rolling boil, turn off the heat, and they say with a thermometer, it should reach about 190 degrees Fahrenheit. Fahrenheit. Or for those of you across the pond, that would be 87.7 degrees Celsius. Thank you. Slowly add vinegar and stir the milk. Curds will immediately begin to form. Ew. The picture they're showing here looks a little bit gross. Ew. It looks like the milk is curdling and... That would be what they mean by curds, right? <laughs> let it sit for 15 minutes without stirring. 
After those 15 minutes, you can stir in your herbs. herbs. Now you want to get your cheesecloth or your dish towel or your t-shirt. Okay. Put it over a colander. Okay. You're basically draining your cheese through the cheesecloth, separating your curds from the whey. No way. <laughs> Leftover whey could be used for bread making or added to soup. Nice. And they even say it's a protein boost in smoothies. Ooh. Squeeze your cheesecloth really hard to get all the liquid out. Okay. And what's left should be crumbly curds. Nice. At this point, you can add the salt nice. and you can make it into whatever shape you'd like. Mm. You can cover and refrigerate for about an hour or so before removing the cheesecloth. Awesome. I think it's time for a joke fondue. What cheese is made backwards? I don't know. Edam. Get it? I know. E-D-A-M-M-A-D-E. Edam? Oh, that's really bad. <laughs> if you read it, you, mm. it, it's easier to tell. I guess. It's just dumb. Oh, okay. Well, I don't think it was dumb. It was a little bit. Cheesy. Thanks for listening to Just Cheesy the Podcast. Don't forget to like, subscribe, review, follow us on all the socials, and we'll see you next week. Hey, cheesy, everybody.